0: yeah okay you ready to rock and roll ready to go yes okay <clears throat> hi and welcome to another podcast of the strategic business advisor uh today's interview we have a special guest her name is tracy i'm going to pronounce last name Lamouri, but she pronounced it a La- lot lamori not- Lamouri, but yeah,
1: La Moni is the is the yeah. correct history. So <laughs> anyway,
0: uh, yeah, welcome to the podcast, Tracy, and um, glad you're here. We we kind of had some complications last time we tried to do this. I'm glad all that's out the way. We finally got a, <laughs> finally finally got a chance to meet. <clears throat> anyway, um, rather than me botch your intro, why don't you tell the audience who you are, what's your background, what you do, and who are who your clients.
1: Sure, yeah. The condensed version is I'm an international award-winning publicist, which basically means that I work across industries uh, and across borders. And what I do is essentially elevate and celebrate the good work that other people are doing. So get them into the media. Get them onto award stages just get them better known and it uh it helps them you know attract new customers attract potential investors uh all that fun stuff so it's a, a vital part of all business and one way i like to put it is you know all, small businesses don't think about it very much which is why i do a lot of podcasts and panels talking about it but there is not a single large corporation in the world that doesn't have a pr department or a communications department there's a good reason for that but the True. same as marketing this advertising. I know we're going to
0: talk a little about the differences. All right. So, w- would you say you're a publicist, or you're yeah. more than that? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm more than that, Carrie. <laughs> I don't know. But I yeah. don't know these distinctions. Yeah. Absolute, but
1: in, generally in terms of business, I call myself a publicist. I'm the, I'm the founder and managing director of Lamori Media, and you know, and and you know, creative director and publicist. So I do the creative work. I do, you know, I'm a strategist. You know, but generally, yeah, the work is publicity. Media and PR. And yes. so there's two functions. One is for people who need publicity and media to get them into the media if they're not already in it. And others, if they're already at that celebrity level to manage their media.
0: Ah. So would you describe yourself more as a, a strategist, a tactician, or a creative?
1: Well, it would have to be either or. Oh, my goodness. No, I, I mean, don't know. You, I can, would be all, all, you yeah, can be all three. Yeah, I probably would creative. I would have said creative for most of my life. It was how I would have viewed myself, you know, mm-hmm. as a writer and, and such. But the, you know, increasingly as I see how good I am at my business and other people's businesses and finding opportunities for them, and you know, I see that not everybody necessarily thinks in the same kind of way that I do in terms of big picture and seeing things. So I think I'm a, a as much a strategist as a creative, maybe even more a strategist than I thought. So. Strategist and yeah, take
0: okay. both.
1: Interesting. Yeah, it's a, it's
0: yeah, I would think. Yeah, to be a good publicist, you'd have to actually do both, right?
1: Yeah, and it's a little bit of psychology slash people management too. Okay, so I know you work. I mean, a whole more bunch so of... in dealing with your clients and understanding, you know the, you know the kind of messaging whoops, that you're gonna want to do for different audiences and you know who's uh-huh. gonna be open to hearing what kind of messaging and that kind of thing, what kind of format.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I know you worked with a bunch of different kinds of businesses as well as different sizes of business. Uh, is, there, is there like a sweet spot for you? Is there a certain size of business or a type of business that you really enjoy working with?
1: you know there really is that. when i started i would have thought you know like the creative side but honestly no like i've act i come from activists activism advocacy and uh, um, now i feel like just you know business in general entrepreneurship and the more i see it the more i see that helping people build their you know entrepreneur dreams and create that new world for themselves their families their communities is really like an advocacy and an activist thing as well as well as being creative and all that So it's not really you know, it's more that You know, there's it's more the opposite side. There are things. You know, if I if I if I'm not feeling it, I won't work on it. Like if I, if it, someone tells me about a project and I'm like, oh yeah yeah okay I can see that it's probably not the project for me. Normally my response is like, oh yeah yeah I've already got ideas and things are firing up because I understand the thing and I like it and I understand the audience and you know. So it's more that either I like obviously work on things that I like. I like to read. So I work on authors, you know, I like, like I, you know, for example, I like music, so I work in music. I like, you know, I was a cannabis patient, so I worked in the emerging cannabis industry in Canada. You wait, know, wait, also, wait. so anything so, I'm interested slow down, in. Slow down, What was that again? Oh, I was saying like, I like to read. So, uh, I, you know, I, I work with authors, so I All like right. films, so I work with film. I, I, you know, was a cannabis patient for nausea, and I'm in I mean, Canada where it legalized close to coast in 2018, so uh-huh. I worked in the emerging, you know, cannabis industry in terms of getting their messaging out you know, to the, to, you know, like in the other business, right? right. Entrepreneur and all that. Um, those are just some examples, but what I find more and more now is just people and their, their particular excitement for what they're building. I've been, you know, I didn't know anything about, you know, NFTs and blockchain when I started working in that space, but I'm working on some great projects, crypto. You know, so I'm working on some great projects, you know, like one new one is they, they want to become like the Gore, new Canadian project, want to become the Gore-Tex kind of, they've got an innovative new product, that in uh, in one sport has like just elevated everything, but now they're looking at switching it around and uh, uh, supplying their, their this brand new client their, their material to like defense and aviation and stuff. So literally every day is different, and it's yeah. all just interesting.
0: <laughs> so, so does the business have to have something that's like exciting for you to uh, do stuff? So I mean, you you take a company that was selling widgets, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally, region.
1: you'd be surprised. I mean, I had, like, for example, I always say in podcasts, you know, whether you clean toilets at the hotel, whether you do, and I was saying, you know, do lawn care. And then it turned out I got a client that was lawn care and pest control through an agency that hired me, and it was one of their clients. I found so many media opportunities for them in the first week, not even Some having lot. to do press releases. Yeah lawn, oh, yeah,
0: lawn care control. Not oh, even
1: wow. having to put media releases out and trying to get them, just literally responding, home and garden, looking for, you know, somebody who can talk about how to get rid of rabbits when you're And so you we find, media, publicists can find these opportunities of things that are going to come out, find ways to insert our clients in, you know, like let the media know that they're potentially the best source, get them in the running to be considered for the person to be quoted, as well as putting out your media advisories when you have something exciting you know but also if you don't have anything exciting but what about you're an expert in something you have knowledge again back to the lawn care guy you know we don't think about it but they have knowledge that we need that we don't have there's media all kinds of media whether it's media within their industry or media just talking about things that we all might be interested in but don't know about for our lawns so everybody in business if you I always say like if you know people are like why would they want to talk to me Take that same confidence that you have, you know, that that, that allows you to put out your proverbial shingle and ask people to give you money for what you do. That same confidence you have and realize that same, that's the expertise, you know, and it's just about finding the media opportunity.
0: Right. Um, Okay. So even if you have what you would consider a, a not very glamorous business, but it's good and steady and makes money and you want to get some more exposure. They would come to you and you would look for ways to get them into, as you say, the media. Did you say speaking engagements? I, and I guess that would, yep. that would depend. Yeah, not all
1: clients want that, but the ones who do, I definitely do that You know, as much. I have one client, referring back to the in blockchain, for example, and all he wanted was, he didn't even want traditional media, he just wants podcasts and speaking engagements. We got him 14 speaking engagements worldwide on, like, just global, like, on all kinds wow. of stages, yeah, right, within four months. And, you know, I think two of them were paid, most of them weren't paid. But, you know, still, it's not the point. He's at, right in front of the people that he wants to be at, building his, you know, brand, talking about his got, knowledge, walking away with, you, you know. got him in front of his target audience? Mm-hmm, yeah. absolutely, yeah. He's a 14 speaking, extremely targeted speaking engagements, yeah.
0: Cool, cool, very interesting. What's, what is the, <clears throat> I guess, what is the probably, tell me some about the more interesting clients you've worked with and worked
1: kind so of the uh, you produced. one story i'm I'm really excited about right now and this is an example of like i think it's really interesting this isn't a celebrity client of which i also have but this is a hotelier and he owns eight he owned eight hotels in in louisiana primarily
0: and louisiana? Owned, you
1: know, in louisiana yeah wow. eight hotels I, my, and my also there you go, I've never even been, I'm like, oh, I'm coming, set up my suite. I wasn't coming. Um, but <laughs> uh, so anyways, we worked working together since January, got all kinds of media, including some associated press, which is, you know, all of a sudden that one article, actually two associated press things, which means it was picked up nationwide, so all of a sudden in the Washington Post, and New York, this, and blah, 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 literally all, like, Toronto Magazine, like all over the place. And recently, and then I also, one day when I had nothing to do, I'm like, hey, what can I find? And I was looking for awards. Award, you, People usually know the one or two awards in their industry, but you don't know the global and you don't know all of them and you don't know, you know, so I was looking right. and I, you know, found whatever it was and, and I just, you know, nominated him for a bunch of stuff using the media and the previous award that he's gotten and everything else. And then we, we just found out this week, that he was named the, or last week, the 100 most, one of the top 100 most powerful people in U.S. hospitality, which is huge, right? Most powerful. And that is almost a, I mean, like he's done, again, these people have their, they've, they've done the work. But, you know, to hi- ha- when you have it highlighted and then you have the media talking about it and you have, you know, that's the kind of thing that can result. And that is hugely powerful. Now, I'm jumping up and down as a publicist with that because now that's gold for the next everything, for the next right. two years, any media speaking engagements we want to get. Why wouldn't you want to talk to him about hospitality issues? He's one of the 100 most.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's the, that's a huge, uh, what do you say, feather in your cap?
1: Yeah, and then there was another kind of example, that's six months working together, where I'll just say this one real quickly, people sometimes think you have to build up. I had a 26-year-old life coach who came to me, who, you know, we all know life coach on paper. She had nothing really to distinguish herself from a bunch of other life coaches, you know, but she was awesome. She had personal experience and she thought, well, maybe if I go to media and talk about what I've been through, then people will, you know, differentiate myself a little bit. So literally, and her, her personal story was living consistently with bipolar, 26 years old. Literally, the next day, she hired me, and I gave her a really good rate. because She was a little individual, you know. And then just, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to find her something. the very next day, I found a good housekeeping reporter that had, would literally just put out a thing looking for people to share their stories of bipolar, women between 20 and whatever. So I pitched her was past the deadline, but I researched this reporter, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I know you're going to... And anyway, I said the right things and got her an interview. The reporter loved her. Anyway, her first thing out the box was a was the print issue of Good Housekeeping, which is literally on every newsstand of the world. Yeah, so yeah. It was even a cover story. Her face wasn't on the cover, but the headline, I'm Not My Mental Illness, with her, featuring her and three others, was on the cover. And then, again, now she hires me every month because... That developed into everything else. You know, she's got profile calling her mental health champion. She's got, and all she has to say is featured in Good Housekeeping and called mental health champion by this. And then anybody who wants her on the stage and, you know, so it could be just one or two things. You know, she paid me for that month, probably, you know, I gave her a good deal, two weeks for like 400 bucks or something. So, like, she paid me enough, you know, and that she built her career on that.
0: So... <clears throat> So out of all that publicity that she got i mean good housekeeping like you said it's, it's on every newsstand on the planet just about well did she get a lot of attention did she get a lot of business out of that
1: yeah well i mean she kept hired she's just an individual and she hired me every single month after that right so uh, obviously it was worthwhile and in most cases i'm not looking at their numbers or asking them about their number because my success is elevating their profile and getting that right, you know right but yeah you, um, you're, not
0: ty- you're not trying you're not trying to I'm not uh, marketing or sales. sales.
1: No. Yeah. So like, I sell them so that they can sell their thing. I sell. So for example, you know, if you have a book, like you know, you may be selling your company right now. Maybe next year you're gonna have a book. Whatever it is, all the the the, the, the not serious not seriousness, What do you call it? the 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 uh, gravitas that I put behind you. That you know is is gonna benefit no matter what you do. You can Whether use all that gravitas
0: off. in your marketing, your advertising, right? You know. That's yeah, like you
1: are just you know, you're just taken more seriously. You know what I mean? Like you You Google me now, I'm everywhere. I don't have to convince anybody that I know my stuff. You might want me, you might not, but I know my stuff period, I'm in the running, you know? Right. So now I don't have to, it's the same thing when you build that, you know, people can go and Google your name and then they see, you know, if you're a contractor, like, I mean, I have a contractor right now, housing contractor, only in one state, we get a national media, Reader's Digest, talking about how to do your house, all these things. Whether even if you know, so, but why do you want readers' guidance if you only have the local audience? Do you need the national? Well, of course you do, because number one, that impresses your local audience, you know. And then again, you know, I had one client tell me it changed her business and her life after six weeks of working together. And I get a lot of accolades, brother. That was a really crazy one, so I was yeah. obviously asking what she meant, and she said because she was looking for seed funding, they had just passed their pre-seed, and they were looking for seed funding. And she said, "You've made investors take me more seriously." We could all say, think about it, we can all say whatever we want in our deck, on our own socials, pay someone to make it all pretty and impressive. But then, you know, when you go and Google, if you're looking at between a couple of companies you may want to put a million dollars into, and you Google one and there's nothing there, you Google the other, they're being quoted, they're being called a disruptor, they're being, there's all this excitement already before you give them the money to operate. Right. So, so,
0: <clears throat> do you work with many startups?
1: Uh-huh, a whole bunch, yeah. Really?
0: Okay. Cause uh there, there might be a few that I, I could send you away. You know, Oh, two. that'd be
1: awesome.
0: Do, do you help them with their uh pitch decks?
1: Yeah, I don't do the graphics, but I right. do the words. Yeah. Right. The word language words, yeah, absolutely. You can make yeah, the that,
0: that's and again, you know, I'm
1: I'm I'm
0: always you I'm
1: bleh.
0: I'm usually talking to several startups at once about what can we do? How can we get you some money? Well, this is, and, I mean, I,
1: honestly, it's that component that they, they're not getting and they're missing opportunities on the daily.
0: Right. And what, they, and what I get a lot of is, yeah, I got a pitch deck and we pitch it. I, we just can't seem to get anybody interested in what we're doing. And they have some. Oh, great in terms ideas. of just
1: sending it to media? Yeah, because they're yeah. I mean, when you're blind sending it, number one, you may not, you, you may they may be interested. Maybe they'll contact you in two months, in three months. You don't know when they're gonna be, you know, if you don't know who you're sending it to or what they're writing about, or I mean it's a whole landscape of you should navigate, you know. So it's good to have those understand, you know, instead of just sending it to, you know, the local paper and hoping that they're gonna pick up on it when they're like hugely understaffed and they may or may not, you know, you have to know who to send it to, when to send, you know, and even then it may not pick up, right? Business stories can be hard to place. And that's why there's everything from, you know, the thing that people are thinking about, our news story. But, you know, the worst thing that can be hard to place is business starts up. You know, that's that's like a great buy an ad is what a lot of editorial will say. Right. So you have to find the, you know, opportunity to comment on something that's in the news per your expertise. You can do a topical release talking about how this and this happened. This is you know about it because of this is who you are. There's founder based things that can start to get you that media buzz and media attention. You know, say, you know, someone comes to me, I know if they have nothing and it's, if i think it's gonna be hard to get them something, i already know boom 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 how i can start to get them these things plus i have all these landscapes to look through of new requests from reporters every single day for everybody from the gardener to the you know
0: right
1: the everybody so you know within like, no matter who you are or what you do within a, a week or two of working together you've either got something going to profiles the interviews or you see them coming through the pipeline and you know what the date's going to be and right you know all
0: that fun stuff yeah so you would you would in slang you you get you help people get street cred yeah <laughs> basically okay well good so um you and i had a had a previous conversation and you you made some distinction between advertising marketing and public relations of publicity, and it really hit yeah. home the way you described it can you can you Share that with yeah.
1: all these anyway, I wish I thought of this, but this is great. So it's, it's by somebody called S.H. Simmons. And I don't know who that is. We're going to have to Google him or her. But it said, it's a great quote about PR and marketing and you know uh, advertising. So it says, I'm going to read this. If a young man tells his date how handsome, smart, and successful he is, that's advertising. If the young man tells his date she's intelligent, she looks lovely, and she's a great conversationalist, he's saying the right thing to the right person, which is marketing. If somebody else, though, tells the young woman how handsome, successful, and smart her date is, that's PR. <laughs> ah,
0: yeah, that, 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 that makes, yeah, I can see the distinction there. Because a lot of people say yeah, advertising, marketing, company, it's all about the same thing. And it's not. It's
1: not and earned different. media is key. We look for earned media. It's not about what, though, i mean, For what? Earned media? Earned media, which means you're, you you not something you can buy. You can go and buy an ad in Reader's Digest or in Cosmo or in Forbes, but you can't buy being the person that's quoted.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So okay. you know it's
1: not like it's not those ads where you see that it says you know or article where it says at the top sponsored. It's not mm. stuff like that. It's things where, though, if people want to do those, I can help them with the language on those too. But it's it's about getting onto the radio, onto the television, onto the in the newspapers, into magazines, where you don't pay, you cannot pay for those spots. You are being interviewed because you are the expert, and then from the viewer, I mean the viewer automatically thinks if they're interviewing a baker or a candlestick maker, the viewer nine times out of ten assumes it must be the best baker in town or the best candlestick maker. They think that the, the media must have, you know, banged down all the doors and tracked down and found the very best person to talk. Well, the fact is, most of the time, that guy's the one who suggested the story with the press release, or, yeah. you know, he's the one that they had in their Rolodex when they contacted him because the year you know, the publicist that made noise or they reached out, hey, to us. Do you have anybody? And a great example of that is real estate. Everybody knows a real estate agent. You can't walk 10 minutes outside of your door in any city without <laughs> seeing five ads, right? Right. And yet, do the media, I mean, I'm sure some do, but why do I, like, daily see five or six requests from media, all kinds of media, major media to little, looking for this or that quote from a real estate agent, everything from what color to paint your kitchen to get it to sell, to to the marketplace, to real estate investing, to multifamily, to every aspect. Why do they ask us, publicists, hey, do you have any, instead of just calling up Rural LePage or something, because they want somebody...
0: so you get calls from media looking for, do you have anybody that, that Not knows Not so much this calls.
1: Or... And network, like I pay two or three hours. I, pay, I spend two or three hours a day, and I pay you know, $100 a month for some of the platforms. Others are free. Others are hashtags. Others are reporters who know me and do just contact me directly. You know, do you have anybody who... So reporters are, I call it the opposite of a press release. Everyone knows about a press release or a media advisory where you have a story and you're sending it out. You're throwing it to the wall and you're hoping someone picks it up, which we do that, right? right? And then the other side of it is monitoring this whole world. Everything from like I said, that cause that um good housekeeping. I just saw the she was doing a pitch. She was looking for something and I had it right readers digest um nbc literally you, all the men's magazines. you know men's health women's cosmo they all use this they all use these services so whenever you're reading a magazine and it's you know all of a sudden bob like i was saying i started to get that contractor company until texas contractor company and we've gotten them all kinds of national media quotes, you know, in things like, you know, whatever magazine, like, you know, House Beautiful, not that one in particular, but stuff like that. Right. People would be saying, you know, looking for advice for homeowners on how to fix your kitchen sink or stuff like that.
0: Yeah, so do you mainly rely on print media, internet,
1: TV, all radio, of all of it?
0: All yeah. of it, everything,
1: you know, right, right like from, you know television radio newspapers magazines all of those use those services and we and when i when i send out a release i send to all of them i send to weeklies you know i send to the ethnic magazine i send to literally everything tech niche genre stuff you know if it's appropriate for the story and um, yeah this, and this so they all use those and you know we reach go to all of them Right and How- podcast too. Like I actually speak to a lot of. I've been asked to speak to a lot of other publicists and to students about using podcasts. At first, I thought podcasts, I always respected the medium, thinking they're just they're a new, they're in a second a new media. You know, so we got radio, TV, newspaper, magazine, podcast, right? But in addition to that, they're huge, they're also insanely more powerful. Like anybody who's an expert in business, anything, and you're not thinking about speaking on podcast, you are really missing a not only an opportunity to build your thought leadership the way other media does, but be a a real niche audience that is is fired, especially if you're business-to-business, that's fired up to, to hear what you have to say and it results in actual clients. When I started doing podcasts, I wasn't expecting to be getting clients out of it. I was pitching my, my clients to podcasts. Then right. I just thought, someone thought oh geez, you know that audience needs to hear what I have to say. And I started, it was COVID and I couldn't get on stages because we weren't traveling anywhere. I thought I'd do some of this to fill in the blanks. But I, I, as a result, like, to this day, and I, I, I can't remember many times when I've heard someone say, and I said, I've done a lot of television and newspapers and magazines, and but people don't often call me and say, I saw you on the TV, I want to hire you. I mean, it happened, but not often enough to comment on. Right. Podcasts, almost every week I get, a, someone says, I interviewed you last year, I heard you on this podcast, and I want to, so that you're getting an audience that is, again, really motivated, actually even if there's 20 people listening to a podcast, as opposed to, you know, 2,000, which um, and some of the podcasts today are bigger than any TV show. But even if there were 20 people listening to a podcast, as opposed to a bigger audience on whatever, those 20 people that are listening are more likely to become your customers or take into what you're just saying and do it now.
0: Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to ask you how big an effect on what you do has you know, technology, the internet podcast, you know, we're, we're having this podcast over technology that really wasn't that available five years ago. I mean, they had yeah, could, they had that stuff that you could do 20, 30 years ago, but it's extraordinarily expensive. The internet broadband wasn't that strong. You had probably a poor quality
1: transmission at best. Um, well, like you said, even in the 10 years, even in the 10 years, you know, when we, when I, since I started, like, I guess Facebook was, obviously it's older but in terms of ma- massive use it was only about five years old at the time twitter which is a huge way that journalists you know i don't love twitter personally in terms of the conversations that are there just so angry and it's yeah. hey, supposed to be most other social media I don't yeah. spend a lot of personal time on it. But in terms of business time, when I'm going on there to look for these media objects, that's where the journalists live. That's where you find them, too. That's where, the, you know, the, it's opened up a lot of more communication paths, too. You can never almost never find reporters in the office now. Like, you used to, you used to be able to phone and follow up on a story. <laughs> Good luck on that now. Yeah. It's all a voicemail, of course, and no one's in the office since COVID, and, you know. So that in that way, you know, it, it, you know, so some of the old ways, you know, maybe don't work as well anymore. But then if you're smart and that's where it takes being strategic, and also right. knowing what you're good at and what you're not and splitting up the things too. Cause I mean, I'm great at my own personal social media, but in terms of like building people's Instagram and their YouTube, that's not what I do. I get media, real media, right. like mainstream media. And then I, I have clients or associates or different people that I can find and farm that kind of stuff out to but 10 years ago I was doing more social media because it was it felt like more part of the PR job right. then
0: so, like, so good
1: No sorry just gonna say because but now it's definitely its own thing like all on its own it's not a part of anything you right. know
0: and so is part of your uh, part of your duties you try and get your clients on a podcast
1: Yeah. If they want to, like, I mean, every client's different. Some some of them are, aren't comfortable. I mean, most people want to do TV, radio, podcast, all of it. Some people don't want to do TV, radio, or podcast when they start out. They want to do print and, you know, re- interviews where the reporter asks some questions by email, which happens very, very often. You could actually, if you're not comfortable speaking, you could still effectively do media, you know, yeah. just by doing the print and all that stuff. So, But most people who want to do TV and radio, I want to do podcasts once in a while i get a pushback like i had a, a agency that white labels some of my of my services and they say well my clients are too busy most of them to do podcasts they're not going to be interested in that and i said no no no, well let me tell you about my experience i'm i i don't think they're busier than me i'm pretty insanely scheduled, but I took time out last year to do probably a couple a week, and I'm really glad I did, because I did 20 minutes here and 20 minutes there, then somebody else goes and does the nice graphics, says nice things about you, puts it up there, puts it on their socials, and that lives there forever, and it's evergreen, and then the next 10 people, I think that work, So it's worth taking that 20 minutes. It's worth doing that. You know, you have to do everyone. Nobody can do every media opportunity. But no. you, know, you know, absolutely, there. I think I think they're a vitally important part of a media strategy.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> this podcast is still relatively new, uh, and I've probably been on I don't know twelve, fifteen other podcasts. I, and you know, again, I don't mind. Ta- I, I'm not. I don't mind talking. I like talking. Um, I like having the conversation. For me, having the conversation is either easier than writing out long responses you know yeah well that's another
1: thing a lot i realized too i didn't mean to interrupt you carrie i'm sorry i was gonna say that too i should say because a lot of people even writers you're like because i'm a writer too but i have like a profile of me that's still waiting for me to answer from like a month ago because who has time right you end up being it feels like another job and you're overwhelmed so i ended up what i started doing with my clients too is i'll say okay we've got these five media opportunities if you want to answer them i'll give you a call I just call, it ends up being better too, because then instead of sounding like an essay, it sounds like an interview, which is supposed to be right. what it sounds like. Right. And I ask them the question, they answer me, I transcribe it, I send it to them to look at. They're like, Yep, that's what I said, and then I send it to the reporter. So they don't even have to do all of it.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, to me for me to sit there and try and remember and type everything, I mean I, I write be. I write well. But it would it's a lot easier for me to just it's talk a job, about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can, yeah. I can I
1: just... can another thing you have to do, even if you're amazing at it, it's like, oh okay, it's on the list. Right. Um
0: Okay. Yeah, that's that's I mean, that's really cool. Do you have you worked with a lot of celebrities in your time?
1: Yeah, I, like rising celebrities and not I wouldn't say like A A A A listers, you know, but I'm getting there I've met a lot of them. And i I just started a brand new project that I can't Quite talk about yet, but it, but All I might right. be able to soon. Which is, it's like it's, you know, yeah. Okay. <laughs> this one I will be the, the head publicist for, and it's gonna, it's, it's we already things that are developing right now that are, we're gonna see it on screens internationally, cool. and uh, so that's pretty exciting, and uh, and um, yeah, there was some pretty yeah. a lot of buzz at con about some of the projects that you know I'm talking about as well. So, how, how did
0: space. how did a celebrity find you?
1: Well, you know, like anybody else, people just talk. You know, like you, I found when I went to L.A. the first time in 2018, I got more business done there in a day and a half. than I did, you know, even though I'm turbo, just because you meet people and, you know, when, you, when you're skin, when you're actually at the places, then your skin is, you know, you're, you're like, you're in the game. You're not just talking about it somewhere, you know. So um, I go out. I, I just go play with them. You know, I'm out in the, I don't even know how I've met some people that I've met. And, you know, some of my contacts, some people that I have, that are good friends of mine, you know, like you know. How you, these days they have good friends for years online, and you meet them in person a couple times, and then you, you're like, I feel like I've known them forever. And we're talking, and we're talking, and they've set me up with all kinds of things. Like, you know, and and I shouldn't have been surprised with the level of things that one person set me up with. Then all of a sudden, just one day, she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you didn't know that I got my husband was in and she named, you know, like six movies her husband was in and then that she was an interior decorator. I'm like, I didn't realize you were an interior decorator. Oh yeah, yeah, I just I did that and then she spells off, you know, George Lucas's his house and a whole bunch of places she's like and I was like this is my buddy that I'm just chatting with all day. This is where they have the contact. They you know so she sends me off somewhere and says, "Oh, you gotta meet my friend. Go to con and meet this friend and that friend. And then that friend introduces you to that friend. All of a sudden, you know, I, I'm at a party and a, a director is coming up to me going, "Can I have some extra cards because I want to pass out your card? <laughs> I give him the cards. He's like, "Thank you. I'm like, "Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So wow. this is just the way it is, What's you're in, and I've been really blessed and lucky, you know, to, like, you know, just have people be really friendly with me the way I'm friendly with them. I'm open and genuine, and, you know, from the guy down the street who owns a sub shop to people who are really, you know, connected, Yeah, I've had people open their doors and help me the way I hope to be able to continue to do that to be for other people. So. That's great. Things just happen. I don't know. So so if somebody's (laughs) thinking about working
0: with you, kind of go through the process of what what it would look like. Do you have a certain process that you go through?
1: Yeah. um, I mean, first, we're generally having a conversation about what their goals are and, you know, all that. Then I'm thinking, yeah, what they're going to be comfortable with, what kind of, what their time is like, how many media opportunities they're going to be wanting to answer, what, you know, all all those different things that are going to you know, um, inform how we actually work together day to day. Sometimes I don't hear from them for a month. I'm literally just sending them all kinds of stuff. Once in a while, they'll send me something back if they want to respond. With. Otherwise, they know I'm dealing with this and that. And other ones, we, they want to talk to me almost every day, and we're really hands-on, And you know, or they're really hands-on. So I go with what they need. But in terms of me starting with them, you know, I usually just need, if you have an existing bio, you send it. I'll usually recraft it into like a little bit of a pitch, you know, with compelling words and media-friendly and stuff, but, you know, bio, all your links, all your socials, and then after that, you know, you tell me what you want to promote, right, and then we're also talking for an hour, because, you know, even though I know what you're going to promote and what you came to me for, in that conversation, we're going to have other, you're going to tell me about your past and other stuff about you and your history, and even if you, like, but you love the Beatles or you ride horses or whatever, you don't know... What thing is gonna be something that I can hang a media thing on, I and mean, I see something one day there, you know, where there's gonna be an opportunity for you because of that thing. Maybe it's gonna be in a questioning magazine, and they're gonna be able to work, and they're gonna be talking to people who love horses, and then they're gonna do a profile of them, and then there'll be a page-long profile of everybody that includes their business, and you don't know what the opportunity. So always, I want to know more about the person. They always it starts with the founder or the executives or the creative or, you know, so yeah, just all the information about the stuff they want to promote, then get to know them a little bit better. And then I just start looking for the opportunities and crafting whatever pitches they were, you know, coming to me for or they were already thinking of.
0: Interesting. Very interesting. Um, it sounds like a lot of fun, too.
1: I mean, a lot of work, but a lot of fun. Oh yeah. I mean, I work, if I'm awake, I'm working literally, but I don't notice because it's also like, I I like all the projects I take on. I'm, you know, it's, it's always fun. It's never going to get old to be, to be able to call up a client and be like, guess what? I got you in. That's always (laughs) fun. So
0: is it, is it equally exciting for the client?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, when you get them in media, yeah, it's a rare client, no matter who they are, that doesn't get pretty excited about a nice, you know, piece. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Do, do you do much in terms of, uh, I guess, the people who want to anyway, do you get people on like a speaking circuit?
1: Yeah, if they want to, yeah, absolutely. And again, that all depends, you know, some people are, you know, you know you have to temper your expectations at the beginning because everybody wants to get paid a whole bunch of money. And I have one client that's not for my work. She came to me. She was already getting paid, you know, $5,000 for like three hours corporate to talk about civility and stuff like that in the workplace. So, you know, absolutely. If you, But it, it takes like some time to build that. And you have to go and do it at the don't you don't want to go do a whole bunch of speaking for free because then you get into that you know kind of thing, right. but you can do some high-profile, well-placed, strategic things here and there. You craft your bio. You do you know it, it, that that's very strategic about finding the ones that will pay. And, sometimes you want to do i mean obviously you'll do it for free sometimes but if it's just something that you care about or something that you know but generally it shouldn't be just go prove yourself with 50 free consents. you're going to get yourself locked into that you have to value yourself and add a zero and you know which all of us have to learn to do as in, as business people Add a zero it's hard to. <laughs> <think>. <laughs> so you
0: you really handle things from a comprehensive viewpoint i mean you, you can get people speaking engagements you get them in the media um you raise I look at it
1: as anything that like I said in one podcast that time, you know, elevate and celebrate their brand. So honestly, I do what I would do for myself. And it's funny because I would laugh like a client's in LA, I'm from Canada, and you know, I have several clients who let their LA publicists go and hired me and in business, not in entertainment. I'm talking about this one right now. Right. And she said, Oh, you do this is years ago, she said, Oh, you do what afterwards like a week of working in this was like no other publicist do and I'm like well you know what I didn't go to school for this <laughs> I learned this by building business and building a brand and by getting attention first I learned it from you know advocacy and you know and then I learned it from turning to business building my own brand other people's brands so I didn't go to school and learn the three things publicists do for you you know I do it all I do I look at it okay. to me it's and you know it's the big thing other than social media which will farm out or whatever but I look at the big picture which is you you, and what what will look good in that bio when I'm creating that bio and pitching that bio speaking out so anything that that looks good in that bio to me is in my realm okay
0: great so you started in public relations and you're self-taught is that what you're saying
1: Absolutely self-taught. I started in sales and marketing. Like, not even marketing. Like entry-level sales in my 20s. Like, you know, mm-hmm. didn't even go to university. It was just, you know, whatever job you can get when you get out of school. And after right. I traveled a little bit and stuff. And then my husband and I, my husband had a radio show. We were both, you know, advocates advocates, and doing, you know, in your young 20s, doing um, social justice kind of stuff on the radio. And when that show didn't uh, end, it was at the University of Toronto, you know, went through the whole city. We were just, you know, doing our sales and work stuff working two jobs each and then we ended up um we we still want to have a voice about stuff we cared about it was the early days of the internet i'm 52 now so we're talking about the mid 90s and uh or late 90s at this point and we ended up making he he learned to make a website just to kind of put up some links about issues that we cared about anti-racism whatever issues we things at the time that were bothering us and um we ended up, this is where it's a strange business story. We I wrote my first press release when I was 28 to let the world know about a man that we believe was innocent on death row in Pennsylvania.
0: Oh, wow, that's right
1: factually innocent and turned out he was you know nine, luckily our youthful passion was not misplaced he was absolutely factually innocent we ran that for 19 years it became a, a global campaign we call it now but then we didn't look at it as a campaign we were just young activists well i literally learned to write a press release because what else are we going to do after you know this information was become known to us so we ended up writing because we had we still in that reporter kind of mode from having the radio show so we wrote to him how innocent can this guy be and he wrote back 28 pages on both sides so what do we do with that say oh that was an interesting read oh great thanks so much well we felt some responsibility <laughs> right we felt some responsibility so we thought well maybe my husband learning to write that make the website And then I just learned to write a press release. We thought, oh, we'll we'll put it out there. Maybe somebody else will read it, be as disturbed as we are, but, you know, they can do something about it. It ended up being a long journey that we never thought would. I mean, you know, we never planned to be on it to be 19 years. And today, he was released in 2017, and we talk almost every day. He calls his wow. brother and sister. He calls our children, niece and nephew. It's a beauty, you know. And he's been getting major media attention. He, he, wrote a major Rolling Stone article called "How to Survive Death Row" about him, and talk about how he's a, a R&B artist now, which we're really proud of having changed the narrative from Jimmy. Oh wow. he's, a,
0: he's an R B artist now.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so i love to say this because for 20 years i would would be begging any audience please help me save his life and now we're happy to say available on all streaming platforms jimmy dennis (laughs) (laughs) so you can literally go and touch jimmy and listen to some amazing music and it's actually getting again some media attention so we're expecting it to be a lot bigger and that's you know part of a different story i'll be able to tell maybe in a year but um yeah, that was a you know, and, and how that developed into business. So I was 28 when I did that. That went on for years and years. Um, we sort of stopped making so much media noise when lawyers did get involved and they were going to the courts and doing their thing. Um, somehow, and you know, completely unrelated to that, you know, we kept working on, we never wanted to get paid for that, wouldn't have ever thought of it. But when I was 42, it suddenly hit me. Hey, you know, the skills that I built on this dealing with media and all that, because I, whenever something would happen, I would say, you know, if people were like, oh, we should do something with like that, I'd be like, I'll write the press release. And everybody would be like, you'll write the what now? <laughs> and I realized that I knew how to deal with media. I had a comfort level. What to do, I just knew how to do that from be, having done it, you know, for that, for years, as a, like, a not a hobby, as a, but after working, you know. And um, so I just thought about that and literally started those. The, luckily, there was the early days, not the early, days, but the internet was around then. So there were sites like, um, it was called Elance then. It's called Upwork now. So for a while, I was getting all my clients there. I started there, got Rosa Parks' cousin off of Elance. Then I knew I'm really wait, in the wait, game. Wait, and wait, I... wait,
0: you got Rosa Parks' cousin? Yeah.
1: What? I Rosa Parks' cousin hired me on Elance because she's a Angela years ago when I was new a newbie publicist ten years ago. Angela sadler the professor, she had a uh, now an award-winning film called My Life with Rosie. Which she put me in the credits of, which i to this day I'm like, wow. so my name is actually in the credits of a Rosa Rosa Parks film by her family member. So one of the highlights of so, so my she crew.
0: hired you to help her promote.
1: She her do movie. PR for the movie, yeah.
0: My life and then she Rosie, did a
1: children's wow. book, and I was still helping you with that, yeah. And so one of the highlights, like insane moments, I still can't even process that. I had, like, you will never have a higher professional moment than this, or personal, is literally, so the first time I met her after two years of working together, Angela, who is a professor out of California, a cousin of Rosa Parks, she was coming to Detroit. I say coming because it's just near Canada. Like I'm five hours from Windsor, which they're of right. the border. So she was going up to Detroit for a film festival, Detroit Film Festival, to show it. And so I said, okay, well now that's not no, I can come down there. I'll figure it out. So I we finally met in Detroit, and I went to the film festival with her. And so there, first time I saw it on the big screen, I'd seen it obviously on my computer before. But there I am in a row with literally two rows of Rosa Parks like blood family members. Wow. Watching this film, and I'm thinking like it's an otherworldly experience as it is. And then I see my name, which I didn't even know, thanked on the screen. I'm just like, <laughs> what? How is this even like? I mean, before I, I get that you, you look <laughs> back at my Facebook from ten years, you know, early Facebook days. I used to write like on the day of Rosa Parks. You know, death, thank you, Sister Rosa Parks is a Canadian song. When I grew up, the went, Sister Rosa, thank you, Sister Rosa Parks. I don't even know who the singer was, but it always stuck in my head. And I used to write that on Facebook years before. And then there's this woman hiring me. I'm like, no. So anyway, I knew I was in the game. And I I obviously developed a confidence in myself. Well, you know, I can do this in the real world, not just as an advocate, you know. And... I started doing it, and then you know I was doing that for a few years, and then 2017 hit. Jimmy came out. Now he does. So that whole story is now, and then we talking about that publicly? Insane. Right. So, so it's a crazy trajectory.
0: Yes. Let me. Let me. How long did you work on getting uh, what's his name? Billy Bennett.
1: Billy Bennett was 19. 19 years. Me, my husband, and I were involved. We first wrote him in 1998. Yeah, crazy, eh? And he got out in 2017. And so for those whole years. We were the one, and in the early years, before they instituted a new program where they had phone cards and all that, but in the early years, he had one 15 minute call a week. And it would be to us because his family didn't have long distance. So he'd call us, it would literally be like, we'll never forget, you know, he'd be calling, telling us, you know, please do this and do that and call my family and do this. And you always had this this, interrupt every three minutes. This call is coming from a maximum security correctional facility. Yeah. <laughs> I was like I hear it in my head. And so it's crazy. People would be like, and not knock because like, how are we ever involved with that? We had no reason, like that was not only really in our background, the death row, the criminal. That was not in our but it came from, you know, I think because we had the journalism experience. We were still in that asking questions. And then we had the activist thing. So when, when we got the answers, we're like, oh well, okay, now what do we do? We can't just seriously. And you know, we didn't have kids at the time, so we made it was really make the website, make it and then we just got drawn into that and you know, for years, that was our, you know, what we did instead of watching video games, you know, playing video games or watching movies when we came home until we had kids. And then obviously, you know, life, we weren't doing it quite so much. Life settled down and everything. Right. and But then the lawyers were involved and, you know, but, yeah. Yeah, but it's so, I mean, it's,
0: it's, it's you know, you, you did a good deed. You did a good deed. And in the process, it actually honed your skills to have you, Arrive where you are today.
1: Well, that's why it's such a crazy story. I laugh when I say, you know, Jimmy and I are you know doing a Zoom once in a while, just like this, me and Dave are here, and Jimmy's there, and I'm like, it still blows my mind that you're calling me from a cell and not a cell. And then I laugh and think about it. You get about the time you get out, you know, and now you you're an R and B singer, and we're like by then, international like global, award winning publicists. It's so crazy. It's not even like reality. It doesn't even seem like a real, <laughs> you know. But literally, the, the truth of the matter is, it all happened because you know what. Uh, but you know what, it wasn't all glamorous back then. People thought we were nuts, probably. Well, what are you talking about? Right. This death row, or whatever. Yeah. And we believed in what we were doing. Nobody was listening, so we did it. And we kept doing it. And now everyone's like, "Oh, well, look at that amazing thing you did," you know. Yes. But it wasn't always like that. Yeah. And then yeah, that, you got it, a,
0: probably a lot of people thinking you're wasting your time. This guy's probably guilty anyway, crazy. you know. You're going to help a criminal get out of jail. I can just hear it.
1: You know, all of that, what's the point? And I remember, the funny thing is, I remember my father, he said to me, you're right, way before I was business-minded, way before I went have thought about starting a business, when I was 29, almost 30, my father said to me, you know, if you spent, and this is about a year and a half into what we were doing, the prison justice stuff, he said, if you spent half as much time, literally half as much building a business as you do on all this prison, you'd be a millionaire by the time you're 30 next year. And I was like, <laughs> You yeah, know you're right. I literally stopped at that moment and said, "Yeah, you know you're Oh so well, but I'm never gonna do a business. What are you talking about? You know, like." i wasn't brought up to think about that or i never was raised to think about i was just a worker like i didn't know how to i didn't go to school to learn that i never thought about it you know i turned out to be really good at this and i knew it so i was And it's the reason i'm now i mean we are we incorporated two years ago in COVID. we have best two years ever we're getting bigger and bigger we're still doing good like it's i'm pretty proud of how i built that because i don't have a business background but i have to you know my uh, my friend, client, and business consultant Jane McCormick really kicked me into gear a couple of years ago because she's like, you know, number one, you need to. It's like I had, I was still, I was a freelancer for five years. She said, number one, you guys got to make a business. So then we were a general partnership, me and my husband, for five years. And then she said, that's it. You are pitching way above your weight. You know, you are, you're global. You need to incorporate. So we finally, it seemed scary to me. You know, I'm not like that kind of business for incorporate. You know, we finally incorporated, and you know it's been no stopping us so like i didn't learn if i had learned if i knew how to build a business and knew how to do that i would have been a millionaire like my dad said by the yeah. time i was 30. but i wasn't <laughs> thinking about that and you know what i'm i'm fine that that i yeah. spent my yeah, twenties. i get off row instead
0: yeah there's all kind of ways to measure success not just in dollars and cents and right? look where
1: i am now now i said my dad there happy i sent him all the business articles that i'm in and i'm like and he's like i'm so proud of you and i'm like you know how this started right <laughs>
0: yeah, that's crazy. No, you have you have some very interesting stories. I mean, you know, the family of Rosa Parks, you know, the the convicted killer who's on he was on death row. Yeah. Wow. So he was
1: actually right. innocent, right? But yeah, he was on death row from uh, convicted for a 1991 crime that he did not commit, and then 1992 he was sent to death row, and he was there till 20. We got involved in 1998, so mm-hmm. we thought, I mean, no way we would have thought that he's going to be there for another however long, you know. But he was in there 19 more years. We saw two different death dates come and go, but thankfully things had not, you know, progressed to the point where he couldn't like couldn't stop. Oh, right. He had all his appeals, uh, and yeah, finally was
0: Yeah, I would imagine he will be grateful to you forever.
1: He always says that that whenever he's introducing me to some of these people that saved my life that, you know, but we always say, you know, it doesn't it didn't at the time, you know, again that's what I always say too, like there was other people involved who got involved after us and helped too. but the, i always say to a lot more people would do stuff like that it's not that we're special and that we're like better than other people so we did it it's why don't people do stuff like that same reason carrie they don't start a business or they don't go travel or they don't because people don't feel empowered to do those things right. they feel like they just don't feel empowered. and we should we shouldn't have felt empowered either right but we'd had that radio show we thought we were used to having a voice we didn't have any money or resources but we felt like we had a voice
0: right yeah, listen. I, I think that's a a great place to uh, end our conversation for today. So, listen. How can people get in touch with you? You know, get some of that energy from you, enthusiasm. Yeah, and I'm sorry, but
1: turning that whole last part of the business conversation into, But it, but the business part of it is it shows your path. Your whatever your path is, the lesson really is. Also, right. take out—it's never too late. I was 42 when I started my business, and take out—you know—whatever you love or whatever your skills are or whatever you, you know, develop—and think about how you can like turn that into something that you don't hate going to work every day. Because right. you know, honestly, you never know what could happen. Um, but you can reach me at lamori.media.com, or you can find me on LinkedIn. It's a great place to connect. Tracy Lamori, Instagram is Tracy Lamori PR Media. Um, yeah, send me an email. Yeah. I have a phone number.
0: Yeah. You- email I'm gonna have all that in the, the comment section underneath the video when it's when it's released and I'll have you know I'll have a thumbnail up with all with all of it too um, but listen I, I really enjoyed today uh, our conversation your beautiful soul
1: uh, thanks Gary <laughs> yeah That's
0: so listen um, well, I, you know I think we should maybe do this again sometime a few months down I the road. Am? you know maybe sort of catch up see what's going on. Sounds yeah, great. and we
1: can probably we can give some hints on what things people can do, you know, in the PR space if they're not ready to hire a publicist. I work internationally, so anybody wants to talk to me, I'm yeah. in. But yeah. also, if you're not ready to hire a publicist, I can do some little tutorial on some tips and some things people can do to kind of get their so, themselves started, getting some media attention on their own.
0: Yeah, cool. Excellent. Well, listen, thanks again for, for being on the podcast. Uh, have a great day. Have a great weekend. And we'll be talking at you later. Okay. Yeah,
1: glad to see you. Thanks so yes, much. Ma'am. Thank you. Bye.
0: Well, don't turn off yet. Oh. Well, <laughs> oh, hope I can. Okay, you still there? <laughs> no, I, I usually just talk for a couple of minutes afterwards. This this will be edited out, even though you're sideways. Oop, there you go. There you go. Yeah, um, <laughs>
1: back.
0: It'll probably I'll probably get to this next weekend. I've got a few videos i have to edit this weekend it'll take up most of my time um but yeah i'd like to get this out in the next couple of weeks i saw uh, it. yeah
1: i just posted a little graphic saying i was recording this in three minutes so.
0: <laughs> okay so again thank you really um you have a, an yeah, incredible thank you
1: st- and i'd love to talk to any of your clients or people that you're talking to if you yeah no listen i'm, I'm talking i'm
0: talking to several startups right now they've you know, they, they schedule meetings with me and they're looking for funding, and like, you got a pitch deck, and, because I do know some people in the investment business that, that look at startups. Um, yeah. And I look at their startups, and it's like, you did this yourself, didn't you? Yeah.
1: Yeah, you need some it way shows. behind yeah. <laughs> It Yeah, shows. I'm the girl for that. Because even right from the beginning, I can get them like a featuring author, like right away, I can get them a couple of things that I get for everybody that, these are not paid things, the things they work with the editor, but they do a lot of founder profiles, a lot of stuff on startups. startup. If they're in tech, they do a lot of tech. If they're in health, they, it's just a lot about, you know, I can get them a profile there really quickly. I can get them here. a the budget, I just know, depending on what they do, some quick stuff I can get them, and then I start monitoring those incoming things and have them, hey, oh, look, Forbes is looking for somebody who can talk about, it. can you answer this? And those are the ones we don't know if we'll get. Well, so, especially, we,
0: especially they, most of these guys, it's this, it's this, like, new technology. One guy I'm talking to, he's got this thing where you you, you pay, like, a $1,000 for a water heater. And for a year, you don't pay anything. And after you start paying 300 a year. But if your water heater, ever, well, it's never going to break because they have sensors in it. They know you, your water heater is about to go bad before you do. And they'll just come oh, to replace it for free. And these high-efficiency water heaters spend less electricity and you have water almost See, so hot That's a instantly.
1: tech story. That's a viral story. That's a startup story. It's a founder story. That's a, there's all kinds
0: of, yeah. There, there's yeah. another guy that they... they they, got, they bought a company that made the three-wheel cars, like a motorcycle base, two wheels in front and one in the back. And they turned into a four-wheel model so that, cause only one person could fit in that. So they turned it into a two-seater so that, you know, families that have like a, you know, there are two cars, but they only use one car really for just commuting, like 20 miles a day or less. And it's a, I think it's, it's an electric car. That's what it is. It's an electric car. So if you want a, a second car just for commuting, that's you know I think for twenty yeah, so thousand dollars.
1: or you for your or even mean like to go around the mall to the mall, or you go you're going. Yeah, you, like, just,
0: just for short. You know, it's got a range of maybe a hundred miles, I think. And you yeah, can tr- yeah, you I can plug it really in. People, you can plug it just... in. You can plug it into a regular one twenty uh jack at home. Oh my home. god! You don't have to have any cool. special. Yeah. So, you know, it's, if you just wanted a car that you could commute, come home, plug it in, go commute, you could use it on the weekends to go shopping. And he said, Yeah, you know, I've, I've shown the pitch book all around. Nobody seems to want to invest in it. But it's a great idea, especially for the economy we're in right now and the oh, really yeah. bad economy we're <laughs> getting ready to go through. Anyway. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: So, so there's, there's all these, like, you know, great ideas. It's not like somebody's, you know, uh, here's another widget. You know, these yeah, are some really yeah, no, interesting story. ideas yeah, exactly. that. I'll uh, yeah, let me sh- let me talk to these guys. And, yeah, you uh,
1: can white label my service. So just bring me in that way, or you know, like you can pay, they can pay you, and then you can pay me. That you know what I mean? I'm happy to do
0: it. Yeah, listen, I, I'd rather they deal with you direct. Okay. Than, uh, I, I think it's cleaner that way. Whatever
1: works. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not looking. I'm you. not
0: looking for anything except hope these guys succeed, right?
1: But no, I usually I would give you a percentage happily. So especially if you well, start to give me some we, advice. We can,
0: we can talk about that. Um, I'd, ra- I'd rather trade for services maybe.
1: We could do that too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, Tracy, again, thanks so much. Have a great weekend.
1: Yeah. And, okay, uh, let's be looking for this again. in about
0: a week and a half. Take care. Sounds
1: good to me. Talk Just to, a to a you time.
0: soon, All right, bye-bye.
1: Bye.